You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. What is slander? Here's a pretty good definition. It's a false tale or report maliciously uttered and tending to injure the reputation of another. But I will also suggest that it can be something that you indeed believe about a person, but it's not the truth. You believe this about them, and so you begin to mouth off what you believe, but you don't really know the truth. Slander is perhaps one of the most destructive sins we can partake in as believers and followers of Christ. Whether it's blowing things out of proportion, spreading lies or gossip, slander leads to all sorts of division and discord both in and outside of the church. As Pastor Danny will teach you in his message today, we're to avoid contributing to any and all slander at all costs. In his study, you'll learn the importance of both refraining from and putting an end to any such behavior. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of James chapter 4 with today's edition of The Living Word. Jump down to verse 11. Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you're not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Now, before we look specifically at what he's talking about, you need to understand understand what he's not talking about. Let me just take you for just a moment to Matthew chapter 7, a scripture that is unfortunately misinterpreted sometimes and mistaught and misunderstood. And here's what it says, Matthew 7 verse 1, do not judge or you too will be judged. And some people will use that when you point out some discrepancy or something wrong in their life and you may do it out of love, but they will say, don't judge lest you be judged. And they're misunderstanding the scripture. That's not what it's talking about. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. Now note the context of the statement by Jesus. Look at verse 3. He's talking to the Pharisees. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? It's a self-righteous judgment. The word is krino, translated judge. It means to condemn. And only God has the ultimate authority to condemn because God knows the ultimate truth about every one of us. There is a godly judgment that you and I are called to and me as a pastor is called to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Man in the Corinthian church had a sexual relationship with his father's wife, obviously not his mother, The church or the church leadership wasn't doing anything about it. Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 5 and said you should have put this person out of the fellowship. And then he says, after they do put him out of the fellowship, or they're going to anyway, verse 12, what business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked man from among you. And the kind of judgment here is not the kind of judgment Jesus is talking about in Matthew 7. This is a godly judgment. And it's for the sake of the protection and the purity, not only of the church, but of the one who has sinned. 
Because if there's no discipline, then you're not going to help the church and you're not going to help the person. Because the whole purpose of this fellowshipping is to put them on a path of discipline that they might repent and be restored back into fellowship with the Lord and the church. So what is he talking about in James? More along the lines of Matthew 7. Don't slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. Here's what the law said, Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 16. Do not go about spreading slander among your people. What is slander? Here's a pretty good definition. It's a false tale or report maliciously uttered and tending to injure the reputation of another. But I will also suggest that it can be something that you indeed believe about a person, but it's not the truth. You believe this about them, and so you begin to mouth off what you believe, but you don't really know the truth. Jesus was, of course, slandered. King David was slandered. I, as a pastor, have been slandered on more than one occasion. Maybe you've been slandered. It's one thing to be slandered. It's another thing to slander. You know what the original slander recorded in the Bible was? The original slander. Let me give you the verse. Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, the forbidden fruit... And the serpent, the devil, comes to Eve, and here's what he says. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. What's the devil doing? He's slandering God Almighty. He's questioning the integrity of God himself. What did James say? When you judge the law, you're not keeping it in connection with slander, but sitting in judgment on it. There's only one lawgiver and judge. What did Satan want? He wanted to be God. Scripture tells us that. He says, I'll ascend to the throne. I'll be God. And he's acting like God in what he says to Eve. He's slandering. Let me rephrase that. He's acting like God by making this kind of statement. Here's the deal. When someone slanders, they put themselves in the place of God. You judge, and you automatically condemn based on what you believe about the person and what you're saying about the person. Here's what Romans 14.4 says. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Slander. So we've got fighting and quarreling, and we've got slander. But there's one more issue to deal with before we wrap it up today. Chapter 4 of James, verse 13. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You're a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast and brag. All such boasting is evil. 
And then he wraps, I think, all this up with this one statement. Anyone then who knows the good he ought to do and doesn't do it, sins. This third one, here's what I call it, independent planning. And when you think about this, we ought to think about what Scripture tells us. And the first is this, every human being is accountable to God. Every one of us. Romans 14, written primarily to believers, but the principle is backed up in other scriptures. Romans chapter 14, verse 7. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Written primarily to Christians. But now let me read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Every single human being will stand before God one day and give an account. Believers at what's called the judgment seat of Christ and unbelievers at the great white throne judgment. Talked about in the book of Revelation at the end. Hebrews 9.27 simply says it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. And it's going to be here in a flash. Because life is brief. The psalmist, Psalm 39, here's what he writes. Verse 4, show me, O Lord, my life's sin and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You've made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. Man is a mere phantom as he goes to and fro. He bustles about, but only in vain. He heaps up wealth, not knowing who will get it. Jesus told a parable in Luke 12 about a guy who hit it big. And when he hit it big, here's what he said. I'm going to build bigger barns and store my loot in these barns, and I'm going to retire early. That's the loose paraphrase, but that's basically what he's saying. And I'm going to live it up. And God says to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be required of you. He had no idea that when he's saying this, this is his last day alive on planet Earth. Life is brief. Did you know that God wants to guide each one of us personally in life? He does. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of James. Each time you open the word, there's potential to learn. The New Testament letter from James is no exception. In its pages, you'll continue to find advice and practical application for living as a follower of Jesus. James emphasizes that faith is more than just words. It needs to be backed up by action. You live your faith out every day in how you interact with your family, friends, and co-workers, and what you spend your time doing. We hope that today you've been encouraged by the words of this book and that you've been inspired to show your faith to the world around you. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny Hodges right now, you can do so by visiting our website ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. 
you'll be directed to our YouTube page where you can watch a number of Calvary Chapel Fellowship services and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can join in the conversations there. Feel free to connect with us too, and we'll add some encouragement to your newsfeed. You'll be able to find links to all of these at our website, ccfstpete.church. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you'll tune in again right here on The Living Word.